Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations at Olive, a podcast about everyday conversations around the life of Olive Baptist Church and its surrounding community. I'm Travis Walser, and I'm here today with Sean Pillay, our Minister of Evangelism and Discipleship, and John Huff, our Minister of Education. And you guys have had, you've taken part in a lot of conversations here lately about rest around the church, to the college ministry, to married adults. Tell me a little bit about what, what's the importance of rest in our walk with Christ? I would say a lot of this started just talking with church members, people that are my age, my peers, in my age demographic, and they're really struggling um, feeling the pressure and burden of their stage of life. Uh, they, they call your 30s the tired 30s, and I think that's because of the stage of life where you are with your kids, running them all over the place, uh, where you're at in your career, and uh, you're going to bed at 9.30 and feeling tired. So really been thinking through this a lot. We did a series about rest with our college students recently, and the goal was that we would find rest in Christ. But instead of just searching for margin, trying to create margin, my goal with the college students was that what if we, instead of it being margin, that we make margin the center. And instead of working until we have to rest, that we work from a place of rest. So we took them to Genesis and just wanted to show them the importance of rest, the importance of margin, and that we can work from a place of rest and not work until we fall out. That's awesome. I think there's a, a lot a lot of good meat in that because we're such a large church. There's so much to do. You can end up working from, like you said, that that the margin, working towards the margin, working from a place of unrest instead of a place from rest. And there are healthy ways to do that, healthy rhythms we can get into. And Sean, you wanted to talk a little bit about healthy rhythms of rest. Yeah, I... Uh use the term healthy rhythms of rest uh, for my Sabbath, and I, and I use that as a discipline for me uh, in my personal life. It is said that busyness is not a badge of honor. Busyness is um, maybe lack of priorities, and lack of priorities come without a clear vision being communicated. And without a clear vision being communicated, you just don't have the right strategy to get to that vision. And so we get so busy at times trying to get so much things done. But I think if we take time uh, to more clarify what's a vision of who we are and what we are called to do uh, from God's word, from the local church, and also what is a strategy that Jesus calls us to in order for us to achieve those goals and align ourselves with our skill sets and our giftedness and be on that journey. But along that journey in your timeline, as you live your life with the view of giving God glory and achieving your goals, healthy rhythms of rest is good to, to implement in your life merely because you are man and you go to sleep and God is God. He neither slumbers nor sleep. And I think oftentimes we, we take the mantle of, I want to get this done as if we neither slumber nor sleep. Uh, so that's God, and He's God, and He's God to us, for us, so that we can live healthy lives, and He can be who He is, giving us the strength to be healthy, and also at the same time giving Him glory. So this subject is very close to my heart because I run at a very fast pace. I have, I live a very fast pace, and I have, uh, and I talk a very fast pace. <laughs> so <laughs> in both spectrums, that I need to slow it down. I think one of the things you're mentioning here, too, is, is priorities. Sure. Um, there are things that are important. There are things that are urgent. And sometimes 
we can make non-important things the urgent thing. Sure. But you're making rest important. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, a vital part of your life so that you can live a healthy life and so you can equip other believers and serve your church and serve God. So what does that look like for you weekly, uh, taking a, a practically speaking, a rhythm of rest? What's that rhythm for you? Well, the rhythm for me is I, I take a day off at church from my church uh, calling uh, in the week on a Friday and Saturday. I, I believe 48 hours is a good time span in order for you to get your mind realigned, refocused, and rested. Uh, one of the verses that really speaks to me when it comes to rest is Proverbs 25 and verse number 4. Take away the dross from the silver and the smith as material for a vessel. And I think many times we, um, we bring a lot of, a lot of uh, dross to God to work with. And we kind of compound that dross on us when we have lack of priorities. And then we say why God is not at work because we're always tired, we have low energy, uh, we don't have any priorities. So for me, um, uh, early in the mornings uh, is my best time with Jesus. I'm not going to spend the best time with Jesus from 1 o'clock to 3.30. My staff knows that here at church. That's the time I walk around and make a big noise in the hallways and see how everyone is doing, have a cup of coffee, throw a football sometimes, uh, maybe kick a soccer ball. Uh, so that, that that's my least productive time. My most productive time is early in the mornings and late at night. And so that's where I, I spend my time uh, uh, with God. But I love Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings is a slow start to the, uh, uh, in the weekend, realigning my mind for the next week, getting ready for a Sunday night worship. So that's what I do. Uh, I'm early morning, late at night before I go to bed. And sometimes, John, what we do is we try to give God our least productive time in our tired bodies. And, um, and, and you know, we just, we just have so much of dross in that moment that Jesus can't even, you know, work with that vessel. And I, and I think that comes because we are, we are driven. If we are not busy, then we're not productive. Mm-hmm. That's because we find our identity in that sometimes. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so for me, I must have a guarded time. I must have a guarded time for Bible uh, study. Uh, I, I must have my time for me and Jesus uh, to dig into God's word, to have a discipline of prayer, etc., just to be with Jesus and um, I listen to a good podcast uh, or, or hear about uh, what God is doing around me. Um, so, uh, so no, number one, you have a very guarded time. And I'll tell you what. Second, that's one of the hindrances that I face is an is a distracted mind. Let me read a a, a quick. Uh, small passage here from, from one of the books that I'm reading called Reset. He says, in a survey of 8,000 of his readers, DesiringGod.org, that's John Piper's uh, resource, found that 54% checked their smartphones within minutes of waking up. More than 70% admitted that they checked email and social media before their spiritual disciplines. And I agree with Tony Renke, who commented and he said, whatever we focus our arts on first in the morning will shape our entire day. So I have resolved not to check email, social media, or or the news before my devotional time as I want to bring my mind, that is, my mind to make it clear and focused as possible to God's Word. Having said that, it is also said that the first seven minutes of your day sets a tone for your day. And so that's where I am trying to have my healthy rhythms of rest in guarded time and an undistracted mind 
and I'm fighting. It's a battle for you to have that guarded time with the Lord. I think you're right. The distractions and uh, technology, uh, our cell phones, our iPads are distracting us. Um, the, the average American spends two to four hours a day on their cell phone. Uh, I would say my generation is probably not average. We're above that. And 40% are spending more like four to seven hours a day on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. So if you're average and you're spending two to four hours a day on your phone over a lifetime, you'll be on your phone 11 years. So wow. if you want to get 11 years of your life back right now in the middle of it, put the phone down. So, so that is from birth right past middle school into high school ministry, gone to your cell phone. Absolutely. And that's average. So if we look at millennials and Z, you're, you're more at like 22 years of your life are wasted picking up, checking notifications, buzzing, uh, what, whatever it might be, just chasing whatever pops up on your phone. Uh, they say that in the corporate world, the average in-house email is answered within six seconds. So we, we are constantly distracted and I think that's one of the reasons we struggle with rest so much. Why do we struggle with anxiety? The Z generation that's coming up is the most anxious generation. Mm-hmm. Why do we struggle with depression? Uh, why are we struggling with emotions that are undealt with? Part of it's because we are distracted. Mm-hmm. We're not getting rest because we are glued to whatever type of phone, iPad, whatever's in front of us, mm-hmm. smartwatch that's on my wrist right now that's buzzing at me. And you're looking at it. I am. I am. Traffic <laughs> is light. Ten minutes to get home. But, yeah, we're, we're distracted constantly in – well, if we're going to make the margin the center, there's some things that we have to change. Absolutely. Technology mm-hmm. is a great tool. Mm-hmm. I believe technology is a great, great tool, Travis, in, in our dispensation to the spread of the gospel. Oh, absolutely. Right. But as anything in life, something can feed you or something can bleed you. Definitely. Right. And so sometimes we need to be very careful on the balance, what we are feeding and what we are bleeding. Uh, because if it, from a point of bleeding, you lose the battle very soon. But technology also is used in various ways to feed you. Um, and, and, and my struggle is I need to have a guarded time. I need, to, um, I, I need to have a focused mind, not a distracted mind, because this is what's, what's all about spending time with Jesus. Getting time and energy to our relationship with God actually increases free time and energy because it helps us get a better perspective of life. So if you're giving time, and your energy to God in a discipline with God. It gives you a better perspective, and getting a better perspective in life helps you to have more free time and to enjoy who you are because you know God has got it under control. And and it goes to say time spent with the Lord is never wasted. It's an investment. It's an investment. And if you want to invest wisely, then be like the guy who Jesus said, now you build your house on the rock. But unfortunately, we don't hear that voice of God because we've become deaf to him because of distractions, like you talked about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We've got to have that perspective. If you and I will know Jesus Christ, we know that we live our life for his glory. And the moment we take our eyes away from his glory, we have our agenda. And when our agenda is um, on show then we, we we run a different race. And then when running a different race, we end up at a different finish line and come to find out there's no glory for God in, at that finish line. Uh, so you need to be very careful to hear clearly the voice of God. We talked about this just recently with our college students um, about needing that rest and then gave them some practical takeaways for how to get it. Um, but it made me think of my phone, which is distracting me, which you might hear buzzing in the background right now. Um, but... 
that sometimes we are running too hot. Uh, here in Florida, it's extremely hot, and I'll be outside mowing, doing Amen. work, something, and that phone will send me the alert with the little thermometer, and it will not work anymore because it is it's running too hot. Mm-hmm. You've, you've asked it to do too much in too intense of a situation. Well, our bodies are the same way. Uh, when it comes to anxiety and depression, oftentimes we are running too hot, and we are not taking time to let that phone cool down. We're not taking time for ourselves to cool down. We're not taking time, like Sean talked about, to implement those regular rhythms of rest. And we run too hot, we burn out. Um, So it's important that we do make that margin the center, keep that the main thing. It's so funny to, you know, hear you guys talk about this. Like there is an an overarching trend throughout electronic industries right now where, where everybody's starting to notice, you know, we're more connected than ever and yet people are more lonely than ever, mm-hmm. and they feel that loneliness. Even down to the the new Apple update gives you the screen time thing where it tells you, hey, you've spent this much time on your screen today. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that awareness of, you know, hey, you're, you're spending hours, like, looking at your, your screen. And because they're seeing their digital communities kind of notice this and begin to kind of run with that, they're starting to say, hey, you know, we need to alert you guys to, to that kind of thing. Uh, so even that, even from a communication standpoint, we talk a lot about digital communities, but digital communities aren't a replacement mm-hmm. for real community. You know, community from us to God and community from us to each other mm-hmm. is just not a replacement. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I think if you and I want to be like Jesus, we need to look at the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, technology is a great tool, <laughs> as I said, in this dispensation that we have. It cannot, if you use it for the glory of God. We are in control of technology. And it should not be in control of us. But if you use it, I, and, and, and I'm sure you are listening to this podcast via your iPad, your, your, your iPhone, or your, your, your cell phone, your mobile device. So you're using technology to leverage something for the glory of God. So having said that, look at the life of Jesus. His time and energy was well spent giving glory to the Father. If you look at John chapter 17, the high priestly prayer, he prays about all his investments Father, this that you have gave them, I gave them what you asked me to give them. And reserving our time and energy for the things of God, as I said, will give you a better perspective of life and you will live a more better and healthy spiritual life. And so technology is really not the enemy right now. I think we need to battle this struggle with self and sin so that we can understand what we are made for, and that's for the glory of God, and whatever you do, you do now, do it all for the glory of God. So use technology for the glory of God. Don't let technology be a hindrance in your life in bringing glory to God. Mm-hmm. You talked about Jesus and his relationship with the Father, but how, how did Jesus actually live? What did he do? Um, in Mark chapter 1, as Jesus begins his first day of ministry, after a long, intense day of ministry, the next day he wakes up very early in the morning mm-hmm. and he goes into isolation. After Jesus' baptism, he removes himself uh, to a deserted place. Before Calvary on Gethsemane, Jesus removes himself into silence and solitude to pray. Uh, just in Luke, it talks about nine times where Jesus went to a quiet place. So it's important that weekly we have a Sabbath, a 24-hour period where we rest, and that daily we have a place of quiet where we can remove ourselves. If Jesus had to do it, surely we need to do it as well so that we can connect to the Father as well. Sure. I, um, in our calling as vocational ministers um, and, and serving in the local church, 
but more so deeper than that as a Christ follower. I'm very convicted, as I preached sometime at Olive, the voice of self becomes ten times louder than the voice of God if you do not arken your ear to the voice of God. Now friends, if you really want to tune your heart to the voice of God, it requires your undivided attention, time and energy to be in humble submission before God Almighty and cut off the busyness of the day and make it a priority to feed your soul. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so when the voice of self becomes louder than the voice of God, we find ourselves really living in our agenda and not about the things of God. And so we have a lack of priorities and become busy with life. So that scares me to say that the voice of Sean can be louder than the voice of God if Sean does not spend time with God. So my healthy rhythms of rest is guarded time, undistracted mind, having enough sleep so that I can spend my best times with Jesus, my best time with my wife, and whatever left over, I give it to the church. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how God has called us to live. And we need to guard our time. Our time is precious. No man can add an hour. So let's live our life as healthy as we can to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Lots of really good conversations surrounding rest in the church. So very cool to hear you guys talking about that. And John, the next time you're talking about rest is going to be, uh, you have a, a, a date night for young married couples coming up, right? Yeah, so we've got a date night coming up early March. And it uh, seems like an odd topic, but we're going to talk about making margin the center in our marriage, finding healthy rest. And uh, real quickly, one thing that we're going to hit on is that every week you have a Sabbath, that you do have a time where you rest, where you worship. But how do you do that? Well, you retreat, you disconnect. Maybe it's from your phone. Maybe it's even from people. But you retreat. You find something that you enjoy, that you delight in. Uh, you stop. That word Sabbath in the Hebrew actually means to stop and that you talk or connect to life-giving people. So I think that especially relates to our marriage and the culture that we're in right now, that we make the margin, the center, and that we find our rest in Christ and that we work from a place of rest. We'll be highlighting that in our date night coming up here just shortly. Very cool. If you're in your 20s, your 30s, the date night is March 6th. Uh, you can go register for that. We'll put a link down in the show notes for that. Uh, but it's just it's going to be a, an incredible night to to strengthen your marriage, to grow your marriage, and to really get, you know, dive into this idea of rest from the standpoint of operating out of a place of rest. So I think that'll be really, really cool. So, very awesome. Thank you guys so much for being up here Absolutely. and being on the podcast. Thank you, time, thank you Travis. Thank yep. you. Yep. And thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and we'll see you on the next Conversation at Olive.